It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Recorded live. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for life, health, and strength on this day. I thank you for guiding me throughout this day. God, I thank you just for being so awesome and so mighty. We thank you for your love on tonight. We thank you for your unwavering love towards us, God. We ask that you bless this Bible study tonight, God, that you would. Get the glory out of the Bible study, God. Get the glory out of our lives. Um, speak through me, God. Speak through me. God, I mean, speak to your people what you are saying, oh God. Give me what you say. And we will forever bless your name. We'll give you glory and praise. For you are God, and you're God alone. There is none like you. There is none like you, God. You are the great I am, and we worship you on tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, 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 it is Wednesday, the 12th, it's probably the 13th of July, 2016. Welcome to everyone that is listening or online. Thank you for joining us tonight in this Bible study, for this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us all rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. This Bible study is brought to you by Fazam, Faith Chapel, Apostolic Ministries. We are one church in two locations. Our headquarters is Faith Chapel Apostolic Church in Rochester, New York, where Bishop Samuel White and Elect Lady Millie White are there. They're the leaders there. And it is located at 1119 Joseph Avenue 
in the city of Rochester, New York, 14621. And if you are ever in Rochester or if you're listening and you live in Rochester and you don't have a church home, why don't you give our pastor, our bishop, a call? Actually, he's our presiding bishop over Kazam. But give Faith Chapel a call at 585-270-4861, and someone will get back to you. Bishop um, will get back to you if you would like to speak with him directly. You can leave a message. If he does not answer, you can leave a message. If you are calling for a ride, you can leave a message, and someone will get, get you, uh, give you a call back. Excuse me. If you are calling for prayer, counseling, um, give, give a call. Give them a call. Again, that number is 585-270-4861. And our second location is in Bartow, Georgia, where our pastor of Venus Apostolic Ministries is Apostle Hayward Hugo Nesbitt and the elect lady Audrey Olivia Nesbitt. And that address for Zenith is 1121 Scruggs Circle, Bartow, Georgia, 30413. If you are ever in Bartow, or if you are not even in Bartow, if you're ever in Georgia, if you're in Augusta, if you're in Hepzibah, if you're in Millen, if you're in Louisville, Wadley, other areas of Georgia, but give us a call. Give our pastor a call at 478-206-2091. If you need a a ride, if you need directions, if you need prayer, if you need counseling, whatever you need, uh, someone from being with our pastor or someone, excuse me, that he entrusts will give you a call um, back. So again, these are our are our two locations, but again, we are one church. Amen. 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 Um, as I stated, today is July thirteenth, and we are just a couple of weeks a little over two weeks away from our church dedication and week of celebration. Yay! I see everybody happy. (laughs) It will start. The actual dedication service um, will be held on July 31st at um, Zenith Apostolic Church in Bartow. At 3 p.m. is that Sunday, the last Sunday in July at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. So if you are listening and you are in Bartow, near Bartow, in Georgia, and you don't mind driving in South Carolina, in North Carolina, wherever you are, why don't you join us for that day? And if you can't come that day, don't worry. There's a whole week of celebration that will be going on from the 1st to the 7th 
we are so excited, so excited about what is about to take place, what's about to take place. I'm telling you, if you need um, anything from, I I don't want to start naming things, but whatever you want from the Lord, just keep it in your mind, bring it with you, and let's all rejoice together for what God is he's doing, not just for us, but for you and then for your family and for people around you. God is good, and he is greatly to be praised. Amen. All right. We have our bishop, our presiding bishop that will be preaching. We have Apostle Nezbeth that will be um, speaking sometime during that week, we have um, different ones. I believe it's mainly going to be our presiding bishop and uh, the assistant apostle that will be um, speaking mainly that week. But I'm, I'm telling you, I believe that there is a fresh word <laughs> for us for this time. There's so much going on in the world, so much going on in our lives, and sometimes we get caught up in our everyday movement, our everyday lives, but I believe that leading up to that weekend, especially that week, there is something special, something extraordinary, something miraculous that is going to be released for the people of God, for those that have sacrificed to come, sacrificed to be here for that time. God is going to do something. I believe that. I believe it. I believe it. That God is going to release something miraculous for his people. Um, there are people that sacrificing to do so many different things. Um, you know, they have vacation time at work. And they, you know, they could use that to do something else, to do a family trip. But they chose to use their vacation time to come and celebrate Jesus with us. So I am praying that God would do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you have asked or even imagined. And I believe that he will do so. Amen. All right. We are here again Monday. We talked about um, we were, we were coming from Second Chronicles seven and fourteen. Um, just before I go into it, how is everybody doing on this evening? Doing fine. Good, 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 good. Is it hot where you are? Very much so. Uh, 89, 90 degrees right now. Oh, that's nothing. That's nothing. <laughs> <laughs> try, try 97, 99 degrees, and then we'll, you know, then we'll talk about something. Hey, as long as it ain't snowing. Hey, man, that's a good way to look at it. That's a good way to look at it. <laughs> I prefer the heat over the snow any day, any day. Amen. Anybody else? How's that? How's 
somebody else doing. Okay. We have shy people on the phone that were not um, on their phone. But it's all good. It's good. Glad that you are on the line anyways. Were you um, online on Monday, Elder? I, I was not. Okay. All right. Well, I, we can just do a, a short, you know, recap on what was um, what we discussed, and then we want to move, you know, go from there. And just want to, today, I believe that we just want to, I just would like to um, talk about, I was, I'm still reading in Second Kings. Every morning I get up before I do anything, God led me to Second Kings, I think a week or two ago, and so I've been reading Second Kings and where, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, we talked about Elijah and Elisha, and, um, but before we go to that, let's go to the scripture that we have for today from Monday, and it is Second Chronicles. 7 and 14, and I'm just going to read that scripture right there. It says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. And we in today's time, in 2016, um, we are asking God to heal our land. Amen? Amen. We, we are asking God. I've been um, watching things uh, where everybody seems to be in the protest state of mind. Everybody's ready to protest and, you know, Black Lives Matter and this matters and that matters and all lives matters. But the word of God is what really matters right now. The word of God is what really matters. And if we put things back in perspective, then he'll heal our land. And putting things in perspective, excuse me, my throat is dry, um, is going to uh, 2 Chronicles 7 and 14 and living it out, putting action to it. If my people, which are called by my name, I am the called, I am the elect of God. We have to know who we are. We have to know who we are. A lot of us, a lot of people walking around, and they, they, they claim that they're saved. They claim that they have Jesus, but they don't really know. They don't really know who they are. They don't know what they're doing from day to day. But everything just sounds good. But... He's he's saying this, and I read this was um, this was a covenant he had with Solomon. He had a covenant, and he was telling you know, if my people, which are called by my name, if they would just humble themselves, all of the stuff that the the things that was going on, that it would God would heal that. If they would just humble themselves and pray and seek his face, turn from their wicked ways, he he said, I'll heal their I'll heal everything that is going on 
in the land. I will I will heal it. But there's something that y'all have to do. And I believe he's saying the very thing today. He's saying the same thing today. It's not going to happen. It's not going to stop because you all want it to stop. It's not going to stop because you are doing Black, uh, Black Lives Matter. It's not going to stop because you are um, shutting down or you, you are um, protesting a store that's owned by Caucasians. It's not going to stop because you are um, approaching or, or um, going to the police station and and being mouthy with the police, and, and you now you hate all cops and everybody's just the devil to you, but you don't even realize that you are a part of the problem. You're a part of the problem. Are you are you ministering? Are you witnessing while you're protesting? Are you witnessing and giving them Second Chronicles seven and fourteen? Amen. We we have gone too far. We've gone too far, and we're calling wrong right, and we're calling right wrong. And it's so simple. It really is to just. I mean, I could I could see if we had to give. I was reading today how some of the um, in Second Chronicles, some of the the kings, some of the kings um, were turning to idol gods. They were worshiping idol gods, and, and they were worshiping the way that they would work, or their sacrifice would be putting their children, um, sending them through fire, setting their children on fire. That was their sacrifice. My God. God is not, he's not asking us to, to burn our kids up. He's not asking us to um, slit our wrists and, and bleed He's not asking us to go and kill a lamb. He's not asking us to go and kill any any goats. I love goats. He's not asking us to do none of that stuff. He's asking us to give of our give our lives to him. He's asking us to turn from our wicked ways and repent. That's what that's what he's requiring of us, and it's us that make it hard. It's us that make it hard because we find so many reasons why we can't. You know, when you mm-hmm. talk to somebody and you were you witnessing to them and they're like, no, nah, man, I can't, you know, I, I would go to church with you, but I really just can't right now. Then you say, well, why? You know, Yo, I'm just saying. I'm just, and then that's when that conversation. Yo, I'm just saying. What are you saying? You know, cause, um, yeah, cause you know, I live with this lady. I live with my lady, and you know, they're gonna tell us, you know, that we can't live together, and that is such a lame excuse for why you're not coming to church. Enough. Why you don't want to turn your life over to God? You know, I will come to church, but, you know, when I was young, there was this usher at the church, and she was just, yo, she was so mean to me. And I said I was not going to go back to church. That's really, really sad. 
But you know what? It's not a good excuse. You know something, Minister? I've come to realize that for people, any excuse is better than no excuse. Mm-hmm. Just as long as they feel justified, they'll they'll always give it. But the word of God said if. If. And if is just a two-letter word, but it's very powerful. Mm. It's very powerful. Yes, ma'am. If means whether. If means even though. Um, what if means in the event of. In the event that you, you know, if 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 you are, he said, if my people, if 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 you would just in the event that you, you know, would just turn from your ways, in the event that you would humble yourself and pray, in the event that you would just seek God's face, do you know that this world could be so much better than what it is? I was saying on Monday night, I said, if everybody was praying, if everybody was really, really after God, with all the churches that, think about this. I'm going to talk here. There are so many churches in Georgia. Mm -hmm. There are so many churches, and I've never been anywhere, and, and just there's a church everywhere. You can't miss a church. If you are, now I'm not saying that they're open. (laughs) I'm not saying that they have service all the time, but there are so many churches Mm. in Georgia. You can, if you, some some places, my husband and I sometimes, we, we count. We go somewhere, and I'll be like, babe, do you know there are three churches on the same corner? And then across the street, there are like four more churches. And down the street, there are three more churches. And this is, but what if if in all of these churches, everybody was saved? That'd be an amazing what, thing. What, what, if it, it, what if it was that all of these churches, everybody was like on fire for God? And these churches were full of people, and they had service often. They had service three three times a week, because most of these churches have church have church the first in the the, the fourth Sunday, or the second and the third Sunday, or just the first Sunday. And they might have Bible study. They might. But wow. what if all, all of these churches that 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 are down here? What if they were full of people and everybody was was filled with the Holy Ghost? That would be something to to reckon with. There would be no crime nowhere, or very little crime. Amen. We wouldn't have the stuff that we're having going on because everybody's saved. Everybody's a child of God. But since it's not like that, this is what we have. But the word of God is still crying out to us and saying, but if my people, which are called by, if my people, 
too many other things. I'm sorry? I was going to ask you, in your opinion, what does it mean to humble yourself? To humble yourself is to put God before any and everything, to know that it's him, to acknowledge him in everything, and really, really not just say with words, it's not about me, but to live like it's not about you, and it's about God, and it's about whatever he wants you to do, and there's no qualms about what he wants you to do. There is no, I don't have a problem with doing what he wants, and I don't think that it's me at all. I can't, getting self-glory, that's not what I'm looking for. Getting glory from, you know, people, oh, you're doing a great job. You do No, that's not, as long as God is satisfied with my life. Putting others before me. Going out of my way, not for recognition, but going out of my way to help somebody else, to minister to somebody, to do for other people, and yes, and thanking and thanking God for it. That's what I believe being humble, uh, humility is. We we have churches that are built and being built on foolishness. Mm. We have pastors that are living double lives, but they are still gathering people in their building. Notice I didn't say they're still having church. They're still having church. They're gathering people in their building. They are collecting people. They are swelling, but there's no growth. And these are the ones that out there protesting. You know, some people are saying, well, this is the time for this for the people, the church people to stand up and the church people to do this. And do, why, why now is it time for the church people to stand up? Is the world standing up for the church? Amen. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. I hope nobody is misconstruing what I'm saying. I'm not saying that it's, it's right um, what's going on, you know, the brutality and killing. That, that is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we need to put things in perspective. And they only want to say that it's, it's the church's responsibility when it's something to appease them. Amen. But when the church is speaking against homosexuality and, and immoral living and, and things like that, then the world is saying that's why nobody goes to church. Then the world don't want anybody, anything to do with the church. So why is it that we, at this time, this is the, the time that the church is supposed to stand up for what's going on? And I believe that goes back into people wanting to use the church when it's convenient for them. Mm-hmm. You got so many people, and I mean, we all know people, and we've seen people over the years that 
only come to church or call them to church when they're in a need. Amen. But the fact of the, but the, but the, fact of the matter is, um, Black Lives Matter, it's not that we've been preaching Black Lives Matter, but we've been preaching all these years that all lives matter. It's not just a, a one-way thing. All mm-hmm. lives do matter. And mm-hmm. for John 3, 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That's a call to all men. That's not mm-hmm. just a black man. We've been trying to save lives, not just black lives, for years. But that goes back, and then go back to what I'm saying. People want to use the church to try to justify um, what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And, that's and, not, and that's not the way it should be. Absolutely. And it's sad. It, it's sad, too, that we, as the church, fall into that trap. Amen. We do. We, fall, we we give into it. We give into the world leaning on us and telling us, um, actually, it's almost like um, the church becomes the world's puppet. And then the world is the puppet master. And we don't even recognize it like that. When they start leaning on us and saying that the the church needs to get involved and the church needs to do this, then the church gets nervous. Oh, wait, let me stop because I understand why now. That's because the government sometimes is controlling the church. Mm-hmm. Now you're not going to get your money. Now you're not going to get your stipend for the activities that you have going on at the church. Ooh, let me stop right there because now I'm about to dig a little deeper. Now the government might send the auditors to come and find mm-hmm. out that you have been you've been pocketing money. Misappropriating funds. All right. So now the church has to get right and stay right before they can get the the world right. Enough. If my people, if if We don't have to be out there um, doing big stuff. People, you know, I was saying Monday, some people say, sin, you know, I don't do the big sins. I just do little stuff. (laughs) I don't, you know, I don't do that. I just do this. But it's the small foxes that destroys the vine. But even if in your mind it's the little stuff, let's get all of it cleaned up. Amen. Let's get it all cleaned up. Let's talk to our brothers and sisters and people that we know. Let's start with them first. That's supposed to be um, Holy Ghost filled. Let's talk to them. When when we see them, see that they're in error. Don't think, well, I don't want to say nothing because I, I, you know, I don't want to offend anybody. Offend me, please. Please offend me. If I'm wrong, if I'm not living how I'm supposed to be living, if I'm not living, I'm I'm speaking it and I'm and I'm preaching it, but I'm not living it. Call me on that, please, because you're my brother and you're my sister, and we're each other's keepers. Amen. I want to always 
know that I'm found in the Word of God. I want to always know when the preacher is preaching and somebody's saying, the Bible says, um, Second Chronicles says, it's my people. I know I'm one of his. I know I'm one of his. But let's let's help each other make heaven. Amen. Let's let's, let's help each other make heaven. You know, people say, well, you y'all just preaching to each other, y'all, and y'all not preaching to the ones in the street. Let's get the ones on the street. Let's get the ones um, in the crack houses. Let's get the prostitutes. Let's get them all. But I can't get them if I'm not right. Amen. And that is that is so true. Yeah. You know, and I, I have a testimony today. Um, one of my clients is actually he actually runs the streets. He's in the, he's in the drugs. He's into selling drugs, and, and he doesn't hide the fact. And me being the person that I am, I always, I'm, I'm always talking to Christ about it. I'm always talking about Christ to him, rather. And I'm always talking about the church, and I'm always talking about, you know, you should get saved because tomorrow isn't promised, and what if God comes to call you now? And, and, I'm, and I'm always talking to him, and he told me something today, and, and it encouraged me because he said, um, I always thought that church um, made people, and I'm paraphrasing what he said. He said, I always think that I always thought that church um, made people think that they were grown and made them act differently. Sort of like, and he used the he used the example of a little kid in, in a in a big man's suit. Oh. It made people, but uh, it causes people to pretend to be something that they're not. And that's what he said. And he said, but I see through you and your actions and how you respond to certain situations that I see that there is a legitimate change in you, that you're different, that you're not pretending to be something that you're not, but you are who you say you are. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and, and that encourages me just to let me know that as long as I keep doing what I'm supposed to do, God is going to always show people that if you right. continue in his word, everything is going to work out. That's right. And we, um, you know, some people have to, they have to make announcements all the time. I'm saved. I'm, I'm a child of God. I'm a child of the king. I'm a child of, you don't, you won't have to say that. Just like the young man told you, I see it. It's legit. And look. We don't have to put on shirts, get sparkly letters on our shirts that says Christ-like <laughs> or saved. Our life should display that every single day. Our lives. Our lives. We have to not just be um, not just be witnesses out in the world, but even in our homes. Even in our homes. You know, with everyday life, sometimes I can talk about me. I can't talk about y'all, but sometimes I don't. I I don't feel like it. I don't feel like talking. I don't. I don't feel like nothing. I don't feel like dealing. It's hot. You know, got a headache. My stomach hurts. Whatever. And I just. And sometimes my husband can say something to me, and I don't. You know, go off on him, but I may not answer him the way that I should answer him. And instead of correcting it, I just keep going. 
My husband, he is somebody. You get what I'm saying? He's somebody. I can't just, oh, that's my husband. He saved, so he know I'm saved. No, I still have to let my light shine. I still have to show love. My kids just snapping on them, going, just, I mean, snapping on them. They didn't even do nothing. Or sometimes they may do something, and I just go from A to Z, just keep talking about it. Just That's not, that, now my flesh on that ahead of me. And then right after that, we go to church, and I have to pray for somebody. And my kid's looking at me like, well, Mommy just, she just really told me off. <laughs> she hurt my feelings. These are, we say, well, these are our kids that they should know. These are people. These are people. We've got to be mindful. Amen. All right. Now my eyes shall be opened. This is after God's people have done all that he told them to do. Now my eyes shall be opened. Now my ears attend. He can hear. He can see us now. And he'll answer our prayers. Because we've covered in 14 what we, what we need to do how we our lives should be displayed and how what should we going we should be humble we should be praying we should repent and we should um turn from our wicked ways now his eyes are open somebody said well his eyes are always open mm-hmm. but you know what when we're not right and we praying to him and we're asking him for things I believe it's like, mm -mm. I I don't hear you, I don't see you. Until you get yourself straight, then I'll hear you and I'll see you. And I'll answer, I'll respond to you. Sometimes it it feels, we can feel like, and this is not, this is aside from, you know, being in sin, but I'm just saying sometimes, in life, we're praying, and, and sometimes it just feels like God is not there. He doesn't hear us. He doesn't see us. He, don't, he doesn't feel our infirmities. We feel that way sometimes. But he's there. He's there. He's there. Sometimes it's just not time for him to answer us. Sometimes it's just it's not the right time, or in our mind, it's supposed to be the right time, but his timing is always right. Anybody have anything to say before we move on? All right. We're just going to be a few minutes longer, just a few minutes longer. Um. I was, as I was saying earlier, I was, as I was reading um, Exodus, um, it, it started talking, or it was talking about the gods, the different gods that people, the people back then, the, the, the um, 
Israelites and the um, uh, uh, Assyrians and the men and all of them, they um, were worshiping different gods. And God would send um, prophets to tell them, to warn them, thank you, God, to warn them of their wrong, to let them know you you asking the wrong God information. You you are seeking the wrong God. You're praying to the wrong God. And this is what's going to happen if you don't destroy those idols, get rid of those idols, and serve me, seek me. And I believe that we are at that time again, and, and it, I think we've been there, but it's becoming more and more evident that the people – of this what we're serving the wrong God. There are so many gods now, so many gods. And I'm not just talking about um, um, Buddha and, and, and Allah and all. I'm not talking about just those gods. I'm talking about um, our careers, our jobs, uh, money, government, leaders, celebrities, music, yes. television, our hobbies fashion, relationships, church buildings, homes, cars, um, church Amen. rituals, everything mm-hmm. has become a God. Amen. Amen. And he said, I won't have no other God before me. I'm, I'm not having it. But we have put so many things before God, and God is saying, mm-hmm. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. You all have been Mm -hmm. serving the wrong God. You've been serving the God of money. You've been serving Mm -hmm. the God of of, um, um, uh, prosperity. You've been serving the God of of get rich. You've been serving the God of of voodoo and and toothstand. You've been serving those Mm -hmm. things. You've been serving your husband. You've been serving your wife. You've been serving... Your, your, the people around you that make you big. Yes. And you don't even know who I am. You don't even know who I am. Yes. And so let me get y'all attention. Attention, everyone. Let me get y'all attention. And some people are saying, you know, when the, the, the real saints are saying, this is all a part of God's plan, then some people are saying, Everybody always has to put church on it. Mm-hmm. If it's, if it's, there are only two spirits: the spirit of God mm-hmm. and the spirit of Satan. Mm-hmm. So, which one is this? God allows things to happen. Satan can't do. He can't do nothing. He can't do anything if you want me to be proper. There is nothing that he can do until he goes to God. Amen. So he himself knows who God is. Yes. He knows who God is. He knows that if he get if he get rid of these these if I can just get rid of all the men, the black men especially. If I can get rid of, of of all the potential leaders, if I can get rid of all the, the fathers, if I can get rid of the men before they become fathers, 
So then there there will be no more seed. Their seed won't live on. It's 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 done. They created the jails for the blacks, and the jails overran. They created um, the 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 um, social uh, what is it? Government assistance to keep us the black people down, but the black people have risen. Amen. Amen. Different than slavery, they try to keep. So all of this, all of this is like a, a, um, I can't turn in the tables, but it's it's like you're coming right back to the same, to the beginning, the Egyptian slaves, all the things that they went through. It's just, we're going right back. We're going right back. There's nothing new under the sun. It's just a new year. We've never seen 2016. There's never been a 2016. Yeah. But it's the same thing that's happening. And it's because we've turned our back. And when I say we, I don't mean me and you. I'm talking about the world. I'm talking about especially because we live in the United States. But we have turned our backs on God. We've we've made other things more important. I can't go to church because I work. And then you get a second job that's going to keep you even from your Sunday service. Yeah. But I send my tithes. God is not asking for your money. He don't. He don't. He doesn't need it. He wants you. He wants me. It's my people, which are called by my name. It's my people. It's my people. If you would just find out who you are, first of all, if you mind, just humble yourself and pray and seek my face and turn from your wicked ways. Yes. And I promise you'll hear from me. I promise I'll I'll forgive your sins. I'll forgive everything you've ever done. I'll throw it in the, in the sea of forgetfulness, and I will heal your land. I will heal your body. I will heal your business. I will heal your, your marriage. I will heal your relationship with your kids. I will heal it all. Yes. But there's, some, there's something that you got to do. What is hindering us? What is hindering us from doing that, from being humble? What's hindering me from praying? What's hindering me from seeking God's face? God, help me. What is hindering me from turning? What is is hindering the people? Is it because we're not talking? Is it because we're not saying what God wants us to say? Is it because we're not um, talking loud enough? Is it because we're not consistent? What is it? Not listening. Why? Why is it that things have become little gods to us? Hmm. 
you know, that's something that we, we need to take and think about. And when you get time, go to um, Second Chronicles 7 and 14. And I guarantee you every single time you read it, if you ask God to open up your mind and give you revelation, every time you read it, he's going to say something else to you. He's going to add. It's going to, he's going to keep adding on to that. He's going to keep adding because he wants us to get it. He wants us to be whole. He wants, he, he doesn't, his desire is not for us to go to hell. Mm-hmm. That's not his desire for our lives. But he loves us so much that he gave, he, he has given us a choice. He's given us a choice. Serve him or serve Baal. But we have to choose ye this day who we're going to serve. And I'd rather serve God. I'd rather serve God. I said on on Monday, I said, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. But I believe that God is going to hide his people. He's going to hide his people. He's going to cover us. He's going to protect us from whatever is to come. But something is coming. Yes, it is. Something is coming. And we've got to be a witness. We've got to talk about it. We've got to not be afraid and ashamed to say this is why this has happened. This is what's going on. And one of the remedies is, Second Chronicles seven and fourteen. That's that's the remedy. That's the remedy. Yeah. We've got to say it. We've got to pray over our our kids, our our sons especially. Pray over them and give them if they're not saved, tell them. Tell them. You you gotta get your life, give your life to God because Wicked is coming. You think it's wicked now, but wicked is coming, honey. And I can't because I'm a child of God. You are old enough. I tell my my children this all the time, especially my sons. Y'all, you all are old enough to know God for yourself. You can't go to heaven holding on to my skirt. You can't go to heaven hugging me. Right. I can't I can't hold your hand when Jesus comes. You on your own. So you have to make the decision now that I'm going to follow Christ. I'm gonna follow Christ. Right. Where 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 are you gonna hide when he comes? Amen. There's nowhere to hide. The, the rocks going to give you up. The mountains will give you up. The whole, you know, people uh, a few years ago started sending money to buy a planet. I don't know if y'all heard of that. They, they're buying a planet so that when this, when Earth is done, they can, or before Earth is done, or however they're going to do it, they're going to go to this planet. But they started building stuff, you know, on the planet. I said, what kind of people got money and just don't know what to do? 
you buying a planet. <laughs> that it, that's not going to keep you either. There, there. Um, I forgot where and in what country, but there's a like a um, underground something that a lot of celebrities have bought into. That when the end of, end of the world comes, they're all going to flee to this country and be underground. You, you can't. There is nowhere that you can hide. On the eyes of God, God is gonna. He He sees and knows everything, and it's so amazing that the the world, the worldly people know they know the world is gonna end, but they want to be deceived. They want to be deceived. They don't want to believe that Jesus is coming. They just want to believe the world is gonna end, and they'll have somewhere to go. And then when the when the world, I don't even know what they're with the, how they think as far as we're going to go after this world ends. Yeah, you know, but, but they're buying into this stuff. They're buying into this stuff. But I, I'd rather just take the cheap way is just do the will of God. The most assured way. Is to just be in His will when He comes. That that's the the, the assured way, because I don't have to pay anything because He paid it all. He paid it all. Would anybody like to say anything? Uh, okay, it's kind of quiet tonight. It's kind of quiet tonight, but it's okay. I pray that you that have tuned in, that you have received something from this message tonight, something from, from this message. I After Monday's Bible study, and I looked on, on Facebook, and people that were on the Bible study line, they put, um, they made reference to the Bible study, and that was very, very encouraging, very encouraging. Encourage someone, let them know when they start talking about Black Lives Matter, all lives matter, but what really matters is Second Chronicles 7 and 14. If they don't know what it is, let them know. It's my people, which I call by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my faith and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. That's what matters. Thank you all so much for joining in on this Bible study on tonight. Remember, we are our brother's keepers. You are my keeper. I am your keeper. And don't give up, but hold on. Father, we thank you for being so awesome on tonight. We thank you for your word. God, we ask that you allow us, that you help us, God, to apply your word. God, help us to hide your word that we may not sin against it. Help us, oh God, to live your word. 
Help us to live your word, God. Help us to not be just hearers only, but doers of your word. We bless you. We thank you. Thank you for everyone that is on the line tonight. Those that have not um, been able to get online, we ask, oh, God, that you bless them. And those that are on and may, you know, may be on mute, but we thank you for just blessing them. We give you glory and praise in Jesus' name, amen. Everybody have an awesome, extraordinary weekend, and give somebody a huge hug. It doesn't have to be your family members, but if you feel in your spirit that somebody needs a hug, don't be afraid to give it to them. I love you all. Have a good night. Good night, everybody. And we love you. Hello.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.